Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast College Football Edition. Today, we are back talking some college football with the L7C OGs, myself, Cedric, and Byron. How are you guys doing today? I am doing good. How are you? Another Buckeye win, man. Another Buckeye win. Yes, sir. Doing well. Doing well, man. Great to be back again. Yes, sir. So. Last podcast that came out where we really didn't even talk that much about Ohio State. Obviously, we were talking about that great college football weekend. I did put in the title, does OSU beat Iowa by 50 this weekend? Unfortunately, Ohio State did not beat Iowa by 50. They beat them by 40-something. So, we were close. 44. 44. Only six points off. Six points off. Six points off. So Still cover the spread, right? Still cover the oh, spread. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The spread was like 30. and. We covered that spread. So let's just get right into it. I mean, let's say I, Byron, I don't even go ahead, man, because <laughs> I have some things I want to say about Iowa. Because, yeah, go ahead. All right. As Martin stated, it was a Buckeyes win. We won 54 to 10. Um, we started off slow because Iowa's defense was really keeping us in check. Uh, but once we got our offense together, it was just a great game at that. C.J. Stroud, 20 for 30, 286 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. That was, unfortunately, a pick six. Uh, Kyle McCord, two for two for eight yards. Uh, our running game was a little non-existent, but that's fine because it allowed C.J. Stroud to command the offense. Uh, Travion Henderson, 11 carries, 38 out. 38 yards, zero touchdowns, and then Maya Williams, 10 carries, 19 yards, um, and a, a touchdown. Julian Filming, amazing game, two receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Emeka Buka, six receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., seven receptions, 62 yards, and a touchdown. And then Mitch Rossi, one reception, three yards, and a touchdown. So those were the receivers and fullbacks that caught touchdown passes from Shroud. Our defense um, looked amazing. We had three interceptions from both quarterbacks for Iowa, and then there were a couple of fumbles that they had that we were able to recover. So offensively and defensively, um, we looked good. They're just concerned that C.J. Shroud has thrown an interception, um, I think, in the last four or five games straight. So that's a little concerning so hopefully he gets those together and he did also have a fumble on the day as well so hopefully you know going deep into big 10 play we can stop turning the ball over on our side but otherwise than that that was whole kit and caboodle thank you byron thank you byron so, with Ohio State, it's kind of interesting that Iowa's offense, the worst offense in the country, I'm not even giving them crap to give them crap. They are literally statistically the worst offense in the entire country. Mm-hmm. Like, Iowa's offense has only had 1,591 yards. 
and have scored 94 points. Most of those points were on defense, though. <laughs> yeah, so. But in all honesty, though, the way the game started, it if their offense was any better, it almost reminded me of a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, we started off, CJ got smacked, fumbled, touchdown. I was like, here we go. Here, but and their defense, to their credit, they they tried, man. They really did. But that offense mm-hmm. was so it is so bad. I, I was disgusted watching that offense. Cedric, what do you think about the game and just having to spend three hours looking at I've seen JV teams have better offense than Iowa. <laughs> JV teams. But what do you think, Cedric? Thank God for Iowa defense. That's pretty much it. I mean, they they really are bad. Mm-hmm. I think if it 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 would have been just a true slaughter if their defense didn't get a pick six. Yeah. Like I I know Byron highlights the interceptions for Stroud. I think like I'm okay with this game mainly because this arguably is one of and I know I'm going to hate myself saying this eventually. One of the best defenses in the country, as they far are. as like being able to score the ball, like well, they uh, are. The fact that they score the ball so frequently is truly amazing. I, I don't know what their offense. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know if Kerry Combs is calling their plays on offense. <laughs> the way that they play, like it's bad, like noticeably noticeably bad so that's just my thing again I I think we called it last time right like this was going to be our defense was going to get the ball like we were going to see a lot of turnovers because their offense is that bad like their Mm -hmm. offense is terrible so I wasn't too surprised with the interceptions and stuff like that, that just was, that just comes with the territory. Like, say what you will. Our defense is not bad. Like, yeah, it's the first year, but like, still, we've we've shown that we can hold and lock people down. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So with oh. a terrible offense like that, it's only it's only a matter of time before we start getting a whole bunch of turnovers. Yeah, which which they did. I just want to keep going with this. Iowa stuff just for the people to really put it in perspective in the five major categories Iowa is 128th in scoring 14 points a game that's the second lowest among power five 127th in rushing yards 81 third worst in the power five 126 in third down percentage 26.6 the worst in all college football 126 in the red zone second worst and then passing 145, uh, worse in the Power Five. It is the worst Big Ten offense in the modern Big Ten era, and it is so bad. I want, I don't even want to preview this game because they're not worth the L7C's time. But I just want <laughs> you guys to laugh at this. All right, Iowa is playing Northwestern this weekend. Oh, it is the lowest over underscore. In college football history, what's the over underscore? Ooh, let me guess. Is it twenty? Cedric, you want to take a guess? I'm going to guess fourteen. 
So, well, before we do that, so the over-under is the two teams combined scoring. Mm-hmm. But that changes your guess. Nope, I'm going to stick to a 20. Me, I'm sticking with 14. Okay. Over-under right now is 31 and a half. Wow. That both teams will... credit. <laughs> it's the lowest game total in college football history. Just think about that. This is including like 70s, 80s, all of that. That's that's crazy. <laughs> 31 points. We've had quarters where we've scored that. Mm-hmm. So just put that really in perspective on how bad their offense is. And if you want to try and make some money... Uh, you could try it. Iowa Northwestern, and we play Northwestern next week. So get ready for another terrible offense. The defense is going to get a whole bunch of picks, but just want to throw that out for when we play Northwestern, their defense isn't as good as Iowa. We might beat them by 55. We, yeah, we might. I'll but, be excited to see that, that spread. We're going to cover. Oh, yeah. And that will be um, first weekend of November where it truly gets serious. But it gets serious now this weekend before we go into November. Mm-hmm. We're going into Happy Valley. It's only our second road game. Uh, Penn State 6-1. and one. Obviously, we talked about them last week. They lost to Michigan 41-17. Uh, this is going to be on Fox. Big noon kickoff. If you're asking why this game is at noon, blame it's the TV people. They wanted this game at noon, so they got it at noon. It's just the way it was. Obviously, if you watched Penn State this past Saturday, it was a whiteout at night, and their powers were full-blown because I didn't think they'd blow out Minnesota like that. I thought they were going to lose. If it was a noon game, there was a high chance they probably would have lost to Minnesota. But Happy Valley at night and during whiteouts, full-power Penn State. It really I, is. I don't get it either. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> what like about noon? how so good they are at night, or how? Yeah, the... man. Like noon, like do they sleep extra or something? Like <laughs> noon game, you got running backs getting four hundred yards and shit, and at night, like nah, we ain't letting them run tonight. We good. I mean, I've. It's it's crazy how that environment. It's so different. It's one of the best scenes in college football at night. ABC, mm-hmm. 730, Herb Street, Fowler calling them. It, it's crazy. But this game's at 12. Still going to be 109,000 people there. It's going to be the most hostile environment we're going into because it's only our second road game. Currently, we're favored by 15 and a half. Guarantee if this was at night, that would have been cut in half. I've already seen some Vegas things. It was starting off like 13-ish, 11 but then they found out it wasn't at night, so it jumped to 15. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Well, this is our – we haven't had a big game like this since the opener, Notre Dame. So our season's really starting now because after this, we're going in November. So what are we thinking? Man, I listen, and I may take this back. For all I know, Penn State may actually show up because they always get hype when they play us. That is true. Mm-hmm. I don't get why they can't get hype when they play Michigan, <laughs> but for some fucking reason, they love playing us. But I don't know. I we've been talking about this over and over. Weapons. We have weapons. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Like, we opening up the trunk on them. I don't give a fuck. We gonna whoop their ass. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to throw this. So since I'm trying to see how far back I went, uh, we'll do 2016. So that's the last time they okay. beat us in Happy Valley. Obviously, they were unranked. We were the number two team in the country. They ended up winning the Big Ten that year. Since then, we've beaten them one, two, three, four, five straight. But the margin of victory. It hasn't been uh, it hasn't been big. 2017, we won by one point. 2018, we won by one point. These 2019 was 28-17. 2020 was 38-25. So that was 13. And then obviously last year when we watched it, uh, we had that fumble recovery, 33-24. They do play Ohio State tough. Mm-hmm. But like Cedric said, we have more weapons. It's not at night. Uh, we don't know what Jackson Smith and Jig was going to be doing, but this is, I, I agree with Cedric. We need to, I think, I think we are going to cover. I don't think Penn State has the weapons. I think we're going to win this game outright. My only thing is that, or I know Byron, obviously we want CJ, we want CJ to win the Heisman. This is his another Heisman type statement game for him if he's thinking mm-hmm. about that. So I hope he doesn't force stuff because in that night, there's <laughs> there's that team down in Tennessee where they got some players chasing CJ for that Heisman and they're right on his heels. They are right on his heel. That's why I'm I mean, I'm not upset that I am upset about the interceptions, but they're not costing us games. He's but still the current uh, Heisman favorite. Heisman Vegas, favorite. If you wanted me to, if I can give, I can give you this. Uh, the people right now, CJ's number one at minus one ten. Mm-hmm. Hooker is plus two hundred, second place. Caleb Williams is third, plus twelve hundred. Blake Corum is plus fourteen, and Bryce Young is plus two k right now. This is Vegas. Mm. So I'm glad yeah, he's still at top. <laughs> oh, he'll still have time. That's the thing. Yeah, he's got some good games coming yeah. up to pad Make his. Make a break for him. Make yep. a break. I mean, the rest of there is just like, which we'll get into a little bit, but I agree with Cedric. I think Ohio State's going to have to make a statement game. It's the first big noon kick. It's the first time we played a ranked team in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So. I agree with Cedric. I think they're going to win. Spread is 15 and a half. I think they, I think they win by three scores. Three scores? Mm-hmm. I can see that. So I would say, like, we were just in the 50s. We are, what, 50? Yeah, 50, what, 20 something? But I don't even think they can get that many points. They couldn't even get that many points against Michigan. They only got 17. I don't think them. I don't see them getting more than 17 against us. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they get 14, but then that's more than 21. I don't care. 51-14. I was going to say it's in the 40s. 40s. I give them that much credit. I think we'll get the 40s because they run the ball a good amount. Dude, and that yeah. burns a lot of clock. Like, we're going to mm-hmm. run games like, 
I have yet to see us just like give up on the runs. We're going to be running the ball too. And if Mayan Williams is running the ball, Travion Henson is running the ball, that's going to eat up the clock, especially because we know they struggle with the run. Like uh-huh. Minnesota, their best yep. player is their running back. So for them, they just, they're like, listen, we got a key in in this. Shout out to Muhammad Ibrahim, 15 straight games, 100 yards rushing. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's still, what ripping off, still ripping off 100 yards. Like, I'll put this. I'll be shocked if Mayan and Travion don't get 100 yards. A piece or just total? A piece. A piece. I agree. I agree. I mean, after what we saw Michigan do, and also it's going to be one of those things like, all right, we saw what Michigan did to him. What are we about to do so we can have all that? So I, I agree. The only concern is just the general college football concern. It's our second road game, and we haven't been in a hostile environment. This is going to be hostile. I'm seeing how these young people play. We're going to uh-huh. make mistakes we're not typically used to making because we're not hearing the snap count. Those are my only type of concerns, the environment, because the longer we keep Penn State in the game, yeah. the more the dangerous better, they're yeah. going to be because that crowd's not going to shut up. If we're up 28-0 to zero in the first half, half of them are going to be leaving their place to go on, go drinking on the street in sorrow. Yeah, we need to destroy them by halftime if we want to. Yeah. And that goes into the reason why we're saying that now, because this will be the last game of October on the 29th. Mm -hmm. Next time you hear us, it will be the college football playoff rankings. Uh, It came up in our group messages as well, and they always come out after the OSU Penn State game. It's always that first Tuesday of November. So mm-hmm. that is going to be, I literally just had the time. It's going to be seven to eight. So you're going to hear L7Cs, again, live reactions to the college football playoff rankings and rankings that truly matter. And we're going to see where people are at. Cedric, you think the CFP people are going to keep Ohio State at one? Or what are you thinking? Or does it depend on what happens this Saturday? Do we have to win by a lot to keep us a one? Or what do you think? I think it would depend on this Saturday. Because as we've seen in the past, like, if you're not in the SEC, you don't really get much love. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll find any other reason to drop you down and put SEC team out at number one. So, Mm -hmm. I think if we make a really resounding victory, like we're saying we will, I think logic should dictate, you know, say, yeah, that's the number one team right there. Man, I'm looking at this. Who the hell are these people? I was looking the at the committee. committee. I was like, I don't know. Uh, oh, this is a whole new committee. It's not the same like when Condoleezza Rice and all of them were mm-hmm. on it. It's a whole new thing. Um, yeah, so ranking schedule. Yep, November 1st, that Tuesday, 7 to 8. So you'll literally hear us come on. And give like live reactions from now until from uh, November all the way to the end of the month because they're going to be every Tuesday. Some will get pushed back a little bit, like November fifteenth. One's going to be nine nine thirty. That's just because of college basketball. Mm-hmm. The rest are all going to be seven o'clock start times until December fourth, selection day. That will be at noon. That's a Sunday. So. I think early predictions. Mm-hmm. Oh, going to give your top four. I think the top four are going to stay the same because Georgia is playing Florida. They're going to be. They're going to win. Be Florida. Or playing Penn State. Or does Georgia it, look ahead? 
I don't think Georgia looks ahead. Because they play Tennessee the week after. If they look ahead, that's more power for us. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Georgia looks ahead. Okay. Um, Tennessee plays uh, Kentucky. Kentucky is good. I'm I'm nervous. I actually am kind of nervous. This is their fifth ranked game yes. in a row. <laughs> and they've been focused each and every game. So I don't think they're going to look ahead. Um, it is going to be a tough game. It's but a night, Tennessee- too. Yeah. I think Tennessee will win that one. Okay. And then Michigan plays Michigan State in. I don't they're gonna kill if they lose to Michigan State, that's they're gonna tragic for them. They're gonna kill I know Michigan they are. I know them. they are. <laughs> they're gonna kill them. Like so yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think if everyone holds serve, I do think it'll be the same top four Ohio State, uh Tennessee. I mean, Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, and Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Now, I do think they'll do some controversy. Even though this team has played a whole bunch of ranked teams, I think they're going to be on that usual BS. I think they're going to put Bama at five. I can see them doing that. And they're going to have six and undefeated, and you know Dabo is going to raise L. Yes, he is. As well, he should. Man. I wish I really could say they wouldn't, but they will. They will. They'll put them at five. They'll do Nick it. Nick Saban's too powerful. They'll put them at five, and just for us to be talking about it, like, man, they put them at five, that means if you look at it, they're automatically going because people are going to lose up there. So we'll see. But Because Clemson, they've been playing ranked teams, too. They've been – they're battle-tested, which that's my concern with Ohio State. We haven't been in a dogfight yet. We have not. I don't think we will, though, until Michigan. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we haven't been in one with true, like, I guess, workout, like, pinks worked out, right? Like, I would say the Notre Dame game, because, I mean, we lost our best player in that game. That is true. 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 And they were on our Ass. Like, and granted, Notre Dame, I really wish you guys would have done more with your season. They were juiced up that show. game. We were losing at halftime. Mm-hmm. I think but that's I feel like the I still lowest speak... points we've scored this year, though. I know, but I still feel it like is. it speaks to, like, the fact that, like, listen, like, at that point in time of the season, that was, that we thought that was going to be the premier of our office. We thought, like, if not CJ Stroud, then Smith and Jigma was going to win the highest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like us navigating this season, like and truly just showing like the versatility of our team and how many, how like deep that team is, speaks to that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know too many other teams except for maybe Tennessee, because at the beginning of the season, I believe Tillman was their best receiver. Mm-hmm. But they like shit. That- them niggas show like we don't give a fuck as long as you catch this rock, we don't care who it is. <laughs> oh, are they wearing the blue? Um, ever since you know we've been Rocky Top, I've been getting their tweets now. I was like, oh, are they rocking the? Don't wear the black on Kentucky, bro. They gonna kill them. Oh, don't wear the black unis, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those unis are hard. I will say I saw some like other ones. I think they may have been spoof ones. Mm. They're like truly like all black. Mm. Just want to. Give you some offensive stats too of top teams in the country. 
Tennessee leads the league in offense, 50 points a game. Uh, well, uh, yeah, they did score like what, 65 against like a high school football team last weekend? <laughs> yeah, they had 50 something at <laughs> halftime. Uh, yards per game, they have 571. Ohio State leads the nation in touchdowns, 47. Love that. Washington leads the league in passing, 379. Air Force leads in rushing. They're averaging 336 a game. That always, I mean, they're a rushing football team, so that does not surprise me. And then average time of possession is Georgia. Georgia holds the ball for 35 minutes. Almost half, more than half the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why they're winning because the other team doesn't get a chance to score because they don't have the ball for that long. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Those playoff rankings next Tuesday, we're going to be here. We're going to see those first ones. You're going to hear unedited reactions from us, and we'll see. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with teams like, sorry, so like Oregon. I didn't think Oregon would be coming back this year like they did because I thought UCLA was going to win it. Oregon said, don't forget about us. I was not expecting Oregon's defense to be that good. I was shocked when I was watching the game. And First off, I literally said on the podcast last week that I didn't trust Bo Nix, and Bo Nix said, <laughs> take this L, bro. <laughs> Man, my heart goes out to the Bruins, man. I have faith in them. Well, Oregon has in control. Last time Oregon was in control was last year because they, if Oregon took care of business, we wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Nope. Because they beat us, and then they squandered the Pac-12. Had to lost to Utah. So then Utah took it over. So... Because I was always sitting there looking. I was like, oh, we're not about to get in because Oregon beat us and they're going to run have the same record. But they screwed it up. You never know what can happen losing that game to Utah. But this slate of games, we're the biggest game in Tennessee and Kentucky. We're the two biggest games this week. And then playoff rankings. Yeah. Well, we'll see, man. We'll Anything else we want to hit on in the college football rankings? Rankings are the same as we said last week, but there's nothing really else for this week. It was just embarrassing watching Iowa play offense. (laughs) (laughs) It was, man. Like I felt so bad for their defense. I was like, if I'm a defensive player, I don't ever want to hear. I don't want to talk to any offensive players. Yeah, their defense was holding, at least for that first half. And then, like I said, offense – Ohio State got their offense together, and it was just touchdown after touchdown after that. I just want to know how their recruiting goes, like because you you had to do some stuff to get those defensive players there. Like, can we not do that for the offense? Um, let me actually because there was actually something I wanted to. The problem with uh. Iowa's coaching staff is obviously Kirk Ferentz has been there for a very long time. Done great things mm-hmm. for Iowa. But he don't want to kick no one off the team because if I want to make sure what this guy's position is. Because his son is on the damn yeah, He's I the offensive say, coordinator. Yep. Offensive coordinator, yep. Oh, well, that's the issue. Nepotism. I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Taking them ethics courses. I know what that means. 
He's been the offensive coordinator since 2017. That's the problem. Oh, that needs yeah. trash. I'm sorry. You guys go. <laughs> no, like, you can still come to the games. You can stand on the sideline, but you don't got no headset on. Yeah, because everyone was writing. Cleveland.com even said Kurt Ferris is failing Iowa's fans and his son, Brian, should be fucked. Like, bro, you put your son in offensive coordinator. Your son don't know what he's doing. 2017? Yeah. Yep. Man, that's anyone else. Well, that's what it pays to be the coach's kid. Because anywhere else, if he was by himself, he would have been got the boot. Oh, yeah. He, he, been been going, he ain't going to the pros. I saw Matt no, no. and Mac Jones <laughs> get sat down. <laughs> No, like it's so bad. Like, no wonder nobody wants to like these rankings. Is just like Iowa's offensive points per game in twenty seventeen to twenty twenty two was one hundred and fifth in the country. And obviously, I said it earlier; they're one thirtieth. They're going backwards. That's That's crazy. That's fucking terrible. Like, I'm sorry. That's that's inexcusable. Like, who's the defensive coordinator? Uh, somebody who's, you know, for you. I'll tell you right now, I'd be looking for my escape plans. Like, you see what I did? Let me out. Free move. Get me to a place where I can build a defense and the offense actually scores points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill, no, Phil Parker. He's from Ohio, too. He was an all-first, he was a first-team all-Big Ten defensive back at Michigan State. Oh, actually, nice. a lot. That, that, that explains things. Um, yeah, defensive MVP in that's... Michigan State, 83 85. Yeah, I mean, that means he's loyal, though, if he's from Ohio, so he ain't just going to leave them. True. Sure. Mm-hmm. And he joined the, he just got up to defensive coordinator because he's been on this staff since 1999 he was god damn so this oh, explains, yeah, loyal. <laughs> this explains why their backs are so good he was the defensive backs coach for 13 years mm. jesus man this dude before norm parker left and he retired. how long has this coach been there oh no i'm sorry the reason he he took over norm parker passed away that's why mm. how long has kurt ferentz been there yeah uh, 30, yeah, he's been there for a 30 while. plus years. He's been at Iowa since no, not 30 years. He's been at Iowa since 1999. Yeah, it's time to, it's time to cut some ties. <laughs> now, I'll tell you right now what they should do mm. fire that nigga. <laughs> Ooh, Kurt, well, if you fire <laughs> Kurt, then you can't, and his son's unprotected. That is true. I'm saying yes, fire him, yeah. and, and you want to keep that defensive coordinator, hire him as a head coach, and he'll bring – like, you can find someone to run your offense. Like, I guarantee you mm-hmm. there's more talented mm-hmm. people out there. I agree. Because, like, you're, you're – I'm sorry, that's just waste. That is a waste of talent. That defense is actually really fucking good. And they could do some things in the Big Ten that the offense could actually score fucking points. And going all the way back, They've been good. Like there are times when that team was ranked. There are times where they've won the Big Ten. They've won the Big Ten West. They've been in the top ten before. Like they've there have been times. Yeah, they were literally in the Big Ten championship game last year. Yeah, they were in the Big Ten championship game last year. I'm just saying, imagine the consistency you can have if you get like an actual like people in there who can create. Because it's not like you can't get recruits. Like right, like mm-hmm. even fucking teams like no offense, Minnesota. Shout out Ibrahim, but. 
even some teams like you can get one or two like skill position players. That that's enough sometimes to transform an entire program. Right. I agree. Yeah. Or you could just oh. go in the transfer go in the transfer portal. Like look at two years ago. Michigan wasn't that great. Last year they get Kenneth Walker and they're a 10 win team in the top 10 in the country. Yeah. But yeah, no but one's gonna want to come play offense for you because your offense is trash. That's what I'm saying. Like you gotta give some people you gotta give the people something to look forward to. Like right. this dude been doing the same thing for almost 40 fucking years. Ain't nobody trying to come in there. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So Kurt Ferentz, man. You gotta let your son go. You'll be cool. You'll, I'm sure since you're the head coach, your son will get a great severance package. Yeah. If not, call it out. Go go find somebody. I know someone that can help you out. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know that AD sitting there like, yo, Curry, you gotta get rid of this dude, bro. Cause if you're because they're gonna come after me, I'm gonna lose my job too. Should that right. athletic director probably sit and chill like, man, we all been here for 40 years. We came <laughs> here together. We good. <laughs> So that should be it. But now, nah, Buckeyes, big game this Saturday noon. It's going to be a great time. We're going to be on the national stage, and let's not disappoint. Anything else, guys? Go Bucks. Let's get this W and keep moving forward to college football championship game. We're about to enter the month of November. It's going to be getting real now. Here we go. Denzel Burke, I ain't forgot about you, homie. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's going to be that time. You're going to get tested this week. We're going to see some things. Oh, man. You start, this thing still hasn't got any interceptions. No, he has not. <laughs> I'm talking all that shit last year. Create some fucking opportunities out there, man. I got faith in you. We'll see. With that being said, got to end it on that. With that being said, thank you everyone for listening to LCMC uh, podcast. Make sure you like, rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to. Big game. Go Bucks. Let's take out Penn State in March to November. With that being said, take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.